This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Egerbo here with fellow app nerd John Beeler. You have to listen to today's show. We've got some really cool stuff. Uh, coming up after the next break, we will be talking with Shruti Shakar from MobileSyrup.com about spam call blocking. Do you get those calls, John? Constantly. Free cruises. Yes. Uh, Canada Revenue Agency coming for you. Yes. They want their money now. Well, the CRTC is cracking down. They're making the regulators uh, work together to block all of that in the coming year. So we'll give you the details on that and uh, how that will affect you. Plus, we have a cool app developer coming into studio. His name is Mark Higginson. He is the man behind Cover Story. And this is the genesis of change, this app, I feel. This is going to be a big thing over the next five years. It basically takes your conversation and puts pictures to it as you're talking. Kind of like a live translation in photos. It's, yeah, it's kind of hard to understand, but I need you to listen to this, uh, this, uh, this interview because it is super cool. And again, I think this is going to be a feature built into everything in the next few years. Let's talk about some of the, uh, the news though, John, here in the uh, app world. And I love this one, the iPod. Yes. I think many of us had an iPod. What was the big thing about the iPod? The click wheel. Yeah. It's like this little soft touch kind of circular wheel uh, built right into the iPod itself. You, you put your finger around to scroll through all the different songs. Yes. On it. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then they switched to like buttons and I don't know, it was, wasn't quite the same. Yeah, it was kind of magical. Yeah. At the time, that was a magical, yeah. magical feature. So an app came out yes. that mimicked this on your iPhone. Yeah, there was a, an app that came out. Uh, it's called Rewound. Yeah. The original premise of it is that it's a music player front end for your uh, iTunes library on your iPhone. Yeah. But you could skin it. So you can actually uh, design your own skins. And people quickly realized that they could actually make skins that look like the iPod. Yes. With the, the click wheel. And it would actually function properly. So, so there's actually like a whole chain of people that were sharing their designs on Twitter and Facebook. And... Then Apple pulled the app. Oh. Because it infringed wah, 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 on wah. their intellectual property. And there was a concern from them that this app appeared to be from Apple, even though it wasn't. And the developer. You have it. I do. I, the 170,000 people downloaded before Apple pulled it. It was a couple dollars to buy. And uh, Apple basically said, you need to change it if you want to, you know, keep it back on what the store. Change it to what? A square, right. a square wheel? Right. <laughs> What? How are you going to change that? That's the whole beautiful thing of it. Yeah. But so what, what's happened though is the developer is not going to change it. So if you did download it, like I did, uh, I get to keep it. Yes. Um, but he's actually started up a GoFundMe page Yeah. so that he can develop a web-based version of it so you can actually have it on the web controlling your iTunes library and you'll basically be able to save the app as like a web app on your home screen. And it'll work on Android as well. Seems convoluted. It does. But so this is an interesting thing, though, too, uh, John, because a lot of times these apps, not a lot of times, but occasionally apps get pulled yes. from the store. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, if I've already downloaded that app, if it gets banned or pulled from the app store, will it just get deleted from my device? Nope. Nope. The only problem you will have is that when Apple changes their operating system, so you, there's a new upgrade, 
that app might be get, become deprecated and not work in the new version. Uh, a couple versions of iOS ago, uh, some developer managed to get MAME, which is the multiple arcade machine emulator, yeah. onto the App Store. Okay. To play all the old retro games. All like the Pac-Man retro games. And yeah. Donkey and it's, you can download this for any other platform, Android, your PC, your Mac, whatever. Anyways, they pulled it. Apple pulled it. And I still had it and it's still on my home screen, but it doesn't actually work because they've changed so much <laughs> of the operating system since then. They screwed you, John. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it was really cool. But this is the, th- this is the problem when Apple decides that you're not allowed in the walled garden anymore, you're gone. Well, yeah. I mean, that sucks, but at the same time, it kind of keeps the platform, I think, more secure yes. than the Android side. There's no question. I would agree. Okay. One more news story here. Uh, Facebook is is hiring people just to google stuff what the hell <laughs> so whenever you flag something as inappropriate yeah. or uh contentious on any type of article that you see on facebook there's be a little uh, little icon in the top right corner if you click on that it'll ask you you know is this legit and all that kind of stuff what they're doing is instead of actually having a service that goes through and looks through every single thing they've actually hired people to google that topic how do i get this job <laughs> i think it's a little below your pay grade oh, okay okay but basically it's just as as a as a, a first human filter before they send some of these more contentious articles uh to the service that they have internally for for vetting these particular types of of contentious content it's it's an interesting problem john because uh so many people go after facebook for all the fake news up there and I just think about it. There's 2 billion, think about this, 2 billion active Facebook users around the world. I, I can't even fathom how many posts people are posting. Probably a billion a day. Yeah. And over time, trillions. Yeah. There is no physical way that Facebook could ever have humans monitor this. Right. Like they have to rely on algorithms and software to kind of vet what it thinks is fake news and what it's not. So, but we've had problems even with our own get connected Facebook page where things get flagged inappropriately. And it's like, why? Yeah. Like what? Well, we, we've had stuff where we've mentioned, uh, you know, cybersecurity issues and things like that. Terrorists, terrorists and that yeah. kind of stuff. And those set off the red flags. Yeah. And then we get a little notice saying, Hey, your flag, your post has been flagged. I'm like, why? And then you have to go down this rabbit hole of trying to defend your post um, so yeah, it's an unenviable task to sort all that stuff out. Are you getting spam calls? Well, according to statistics, you're getting at least 12 a month now, uh, from cruises to the Canada revenue agency to just about all sorts of crazy tech support uh, as 12 well. 12 today. Yeah, no, it's bad. We've uh, got Shruti Shikar to tell us what the CRTC is finally doing about it. Stay tuned back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Spam calls. I'm Everyone's get, favorite. I know. I, uh, I, I, get a lot of, uh, I get a lot of them on my cell phone now, like constantly. Uh, either the, uh, the Canadian government um, wants some money from mm-hmm. me uh, or I've won a cruise. I've won many cruises. <laughs> How were they? They were fantastic. Well, the, uh, the CRTC is cracking down on spam callers uh, and they're going to make... The Canadian telecoms uh, enforced that by, uh, I believe, September 2020. I wish they had done it sooner. Why is it taking so long? 
I, I don't know. Uh, on the line, we've uh, got our good friend Shruti Shikar, Shikar from uh, MobileSyrup.com. Thanks for joining us, Shruti. Thanks for having me, Mike. How are you? Good. So why has it taken so long? So I just actually wanted to clarify one thing. It's um, one part of the implementation is going to happen in 2020, September 2020, as you mentioned. That is one framework that's being implemented. But actually, the real crackdown uh, starts today. Uh, December 19th, um, basically there's going to be a new framework, a new call blocking system that's coming to into effect today. Um, and that essentially will be for the telecom carriers. Um, they will now uh, block any number that exceeds 15 digits or does not conform to a number that can be dialed. Now, that's if you're making a phone call um like from a landline or from a cell phone and the line, the number gets manipulated. Um, the thing that you were talking about, September 2020, is the second part of the implementation to uh, uh, to basically combat spam calls, and that's called the stir-shaken framework. Uh, and that will actually combat voice over internet protocol phone calls. So calls that are made through WhatsApp or any internet site that generates a number and is able to make phone calls over the internet. So it sounds confusing, but um, the crackdown is starting today. Well, <laughs> so that's a good thing. No, thanks for clarify, clarifying that. And I think that's a, an important distinction. So like you're saying, December here, uh, regular phone lines like landlines and cell phone uh, callers mm-hmm. uh, will be blocked. But to your point, by September of 2020, Hopefully, uh, they'll be able to crack yeah. down on these uh, these internet calls, and those those are the tricky ones because uh, yeah. it's super easy to get software, uh, and I've seen it. I've seen people use this where you can download it and then call someone, and you can make up any phone number that you're calling from. Uh, absolutely, and and the the really annoying part is that not only is uh, can you make up a phone number, the number looks real. It's it's like a real normal cell phone number with a regular area code and it looks like someone's calling from a landline, but it's, it's not, it's a, it's a spam call. So uh, part of that framework essentially is that the CRTC is going to work with telecom carriers um, and kind of figure out a way to verify whether or not a voice over internet protocol phone call is legitimate or not, because there are some people who use WhatsApp to call a landline or a cell phone. Um, now that so that implementation will essentially we we don't know what it looks like entirely right now because it's so brand new. But um, it would essentially have like a blue check mark when it's like a legitimate call or a red box that has an X when it's a, a scam or like a something that could be uh, nefarious or something that's not a, a real person or a scam call. So. What that looks like, we don't entirely know. Um, I also, am, from my understanding, the CRTC is actually going to be working with the Federal Communications Commission in the U.S., the FCC, who has already implemented the stir-shaken frame, framework um, and will kind of basically be watching how the U.S. is implementing this, uh, this new technology. So, yeah, it seems a little complicated, but I, I, I think there's a crackdown that's, that's taking place for sure. One thing I was wondering, and, and I think you kind of touched on it, is is the le- legitimate uses of VoIP tech and and even these these apps. I there's a lot of people that we deal with, like PR firms and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. they use those systems because it's just easier for them to do that and yeah. have and maintain a contact list in in a system like WhatsApp, for example. Um, mm-hmm. 
and those particular calls should still get through, but there's a chance that some of them might sort of get caught in the net, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's the problem. Um, and I think that's what the CRTC is going to be figuring out. Like, how do they legitimize a, a VOIP call versus that that's being used for, for legitimate purposes versus someone calling to say, hey, you owe the government $5 million paid up now or you know, you're screwed kind of thing. Like, I think I think that's what the CRTC is uh, trying to figure out with that particular framework. Well, it, it is a problem. You know, you look at some of the numbers here uh, that I, I have in front of me. Uh, and, you know, on average, uh, you know, Canadians get uh, around 12 spam calls a month. And since 2014, uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, Canadians have been uh, victims of uh, spam phone calls and uh, phone fraud uh over 16 million dollars so uh, uh yeah and, and i'm gonna actually one up that so uh, the crtc even mentioned that in a year alone the crtc received 85 to ninety thousand complaints and a large percentage of that refers to an element of spoofing or spam spam calls which is it that's insane that's that's a lot of Complaints. Can I tell you why that's a lot? Because how do you get a hold of the CRTC? You, you must be pretty pissed <laughs> off to find the CRT's contact information. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. And, you know, to, to also give the CRTC um, some credit to, you know, when asked, like, well, can you tell us the percentage? They themselves aren't even able to monitor because there's just such a high volume of phone calls um, being made. Uh, with respect to these complaints and to try and see through all of that is just impossible. So it's, it's definitely something that um, people are trying, like the, the regulator, the government, I think, I think it's a very well known issue that's happening. And just in the past six months has just escalated to such a high uh, level. Like you've got Canadians that are being scammed in the thousands of dollars. It's not just, a, it's not like $500. It's like, it's in the thousands. It's, it's pretty unfortunate. Do you think, Shruti, though, that this is going to make those bad actors uh, dig a little deeper and get a little bit more clever to find ways around these systems? Oh, 100%. I mean, like, we're, it's like, it's like trying to implement technology when you know the technology is going to improve. And in the next five years, we're going to have to look at this yet again. But what, what this entire process is doing is, is to create that precaution, to create that uh, you know, we're looking at it. We're we're trying to implement a uh, you know a standard here. Um, there's always going to be bad actors, and and so as such, as much as the regulator has a duty to implement technology or a framework to help Canadians, I think it's also part of a Canadian's responsibility to research and understand. You know what a spam phone call is. Why are they receiving it? How can they um, protect themselves? Right, and there are many steps that can be taken. Um, there are apps, third-party applications that help you block spam phone calls. If you do receive a phone call, you know don't be afraid. Um, I think that's the biggest concern that Canadians have. You know, they think that they should that if they get a call from the government, that's an automated phone call. They should be giving that their information out, and and that would never be the case, you know, um, unless it's like a legitimate reason. Like I got a phone call from the CRA literally yesterday because I had authorized my new accountant access to my uh, my personal details, and so she was calling me to confirm that that actually happened. But she wasn't calling to say, "Hey, you know, <laughs> we're 
give us your money kind of thing, right? Like, that's not something the government would do. And the government has also mentioned that. So I think it's a two-way thing. It's not just the regulator helping, but I think it's also Canadians educating themselves. It still feels like whack-a-mole a little bit, though. <laughs> it does. And it's, 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 it's hard. It's complicated. I think it's like, you know, there's a, there's a huge chunk of Canadians who are getting spooked who are elderly, and they yeah. don't understand you know, how to deal with these things. And, you know, my mom's not old, like she's in her 60s, and she still gets scared. Like she doesn't, I've had to sit her down and say, Mom, like, you're not going to get deported. Like, you didn't <laughs> do anything, you didn't do anything illegal. And, you know, there's there's that legitimate fear that Canadians have. And I think it's part of that education process. It's, it's important for journalists to make people aware that, they're not going to be scammed and how to protect themselves. We're talking with Shruti Shikar from MobileSyrup.com, a great website for all your mobile news uh, and needs. John, it looks like your uh, cruise ship uh, giveaway days are coming to a close here <laughs> pretty soon. Yes, unfortunately. Shruti, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We have a lot more uh, apps to talk about here on the program. Don't forget to visit our website uh, at getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, right on the front page, we are giving away two fantastic prizes. One, uh, an EcoTank uh, printer. It's the ET4760 Epson EcoTank printer. This thing's worth 600 bucks. It's got enough ink in it to print for two years. It is freaking amazing. I've been using the EcoTank printers for a couple years now, and I could never go back. It's just uh, just the way to go. Also, an Alcatel 3V smartphone. Yes, we're giving away tons of stuff. Getconnectedmedia.com. The links are right on the front page. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with uh, John Beeler. Uh, we're going to talk with a, uh, a local man who has developed a, a really interesting uh, app uh, that we've come across. It's called Converse Story. Uh, right now available for... Uh, Android phones. You can get it from the Google Play Store. And uh, it's kind of neat, eh? We've uh, had a chance to have a look at it. Basically, translates your conversation into pictures as you're talking. Uh, we've uh, got the man behind that. His name is Mark uh, Hagenson. I got that right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having me. And down to the studio. Uh, so what was the genesis of uh, creating this uh, this app? Yeah, too, so, too many beers one night? Or? Oh, well, you know, it was... Probably five or six years ago, yeah. a group of friends uh, were sitting around the dinner table, and we all have our phones sitting in front of us, as you do, and um, uh, we were doing some image searches for hockey players or something like that, and I thought to myself, why can't we just be seeing these results on the phone the way uh, voice recognition is? And as you're talking. As you're talking, yeah, yeah. on the fly. And uh, so... That was the real birth of Converse Stories, hands-free conversation visualization, essentially. I mean, this could be kind of cool, too, like if you had a Chromecast yeah. uh, and hooked up to your big screen TV, you yeah. got a group of people over, yeah. and just you're chatting, and you know, you're talking about the exactly. Millennium Falcon or bananas or mm -hmm. whatever, it's just coming up on screen. Yeah, so it's Chromecast enabled already, yeah. and uh, it looks fantastic on you know, full HD. Uh, searches for full HD images. So, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be interested to try this. You know, find yeah. some people over. Yeah. It would, I think, influence the conversation yeah. in weird directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Well, 
Uh, as it, the app stands now, we have safe search enabled. Okay, um, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah, so Google is very restrictive in its uh, content guidelines. That's almost a game, though, to try to find well, a way to... <laughs> that's true, yeah. I mean, in the future, we're going to have it uh, available directly from our website with a safe search toggle. So that could be interesting. Yeah. And so it's taken a few years for you to get this together. Uh, you worked with a, a company to make this happen? Yeah, the folks down at Relentless Technology, Craig Hopman, uh, Marissa, and Britton, great programmers. Um, uh, we've gone through uh, many, many hours of research and uh, development. And, uh, you know, at first we thought it was going to be easy as hooking into uh, Google's voice recognition service and uh, their uh, image search service. and Market's never easy. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we realized really quickly that uh, that was going to be costly because uh, every call costs money, right? So, oh, it does, eh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. To, 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 for, for an app. For an app, yeah, not yeah. for me. Not, not for you. No, not, no for, not for the consumer. Not for the consumer. No. Oh, I didn't so, know that it costs the yeah. app developer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He has to... You have to hook the API into your app, and yeah. then uh, it knows when you're searching and charges you point zero zero two of a cent every time. Right? Really? So, oh, yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah. Uh, so that idea <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got changed pretty, pretty did, quick yeah. there. So are you using the Google search or no? We're using sort of a proprietary workaround. It's kind of a secret sauce, to okay. be honest. Yeah. So you're not paying the point zero 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 two cents. So how do you make money, Mark? Uh, it's ad driven right now. Yeah. Um, we uh, we use Google. Uh, it's called Ad Mobs. Um, there's interstitial ads or intermittent ads every so many um, so many images, and then uh, we only launched uh, in Canada and the United States on the 11th, and um, we're going to just ensure stability first, and then. Uh, will allow you to uh, buy the app ad-free for probably three ninety nine. Not a bad like price. That. So yeah. what, are, what are some of the future things you want to build into this app? Yeah, so um, as it stands now, it just uh, comes up with the uh, keywords that, um, that the images are, are displaying. We're going to implement uh, full uh, conversation ticker tape across the bottom of the screen, so like text. if you will text yeah. yeah so so you'll have a full transcription uh scrolling across the bottom so i want I, I wonder if i'd want to keep that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah well you know, you, you, uh, you know what i call that mark <laughs> evidence yeah, yeah. well you wouldn't necessarily be able to save it it would just be a real-time thing uh great for the hard of hearing if you have grandma and grandpa over and uh they can't they, they want to know what's going on they can just see the conversation happening with images uh, but I mean, I could see like social influencers using this, like Kim Kardashian, you know, maybe she's right. having a conversation with her husband in the morning over breakfast. She could do a converse story as, mm -hmm. uh, as she's chatting yeah. and just kind of release that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of things you could do with this. Yeah. Eventually we're going to implement contacts. So yeah. um, you'll be able to uh, contact uh, a friend and actually have a real time voice chat over the Internet. With the, image, with the pictures, with the pictures coming, up. coming up as well, and and also a group chat, so you could have uh, you know us three sitting here with the, the, our phones, but then another bunch of people in different places all over the world 
having this I, I think you're really onto something here, Mark, because yeah. at first glance, I'm like, this is crazy, right? Like, this is a, kind of a, a weird idea, but the more I think about this, I think this could be the future of a lot of messenger-type uh, programs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so got, it's I, I think you're I, of, I think you're onto something big here. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be cool, like tying in, uh, like your Google Photos and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Like, so if we were talking about grandma, pictures of grandma could come up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're, they have an API for that, so we're yeah. we're definitely going to. Uh, try and hook that in phase two phase two or three right. yeah. yeah um so right now when you're using it uh and you can download it now for google you can download yeah. it now from uh, the google play store yeah um it uh doesn't really know that we're there uh, you know there's three million apps on the play store so yeah. when you search for converse story c-o-n-v-e-r-s-t-o-r-y it it says it shows you results for conservatory instead. So okay. just below that, it'll say search for Converse story instead. So you got to kind of click that little. I guess you're learning a lot about app development yes. <laughs> yeah. and promotion uh, as well. Yeah. So right now, when you're talk when you're talking uh, in the app and the pictures are coming up, it takes a few seconds for it to. It does. There's a yeah. bit of a delay there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, one of those things with latency and uh, doing the search and, and, and stuff like that, but. As we progress um, and latency becomes m- more non-existent, yeah, um, I guess with like five G technology and sure. stuff as well, that's going to be Absolutely. a thing of the past. But uh, yeah. this is super uh, exciting. Are you plan to develop any more apps? Yeah. Now I've that you're a, an expert, I've got a few different apps yeah. uh, uh, in mind. Apps, actually, yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, again, the app is called Converse Story. It's spelled C-O-N-V-E-R-S-T-O-R-Y. Available on the Google uh, platform. So if you go to the Google Play Store, search for it. It's uh, down a couple uh, listings there. But uh, uh, definitely check it out. So I, I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Mark Hagenson, he is the man behind Converse Story, uh, a new app for Android phones uh, that lets you put pictures to your conversations. We have more apps to talk about. Stay tuned here on The App Show. Welcome back to The App Show. Uh, we've got an interesting segment here. We got uh, a chance to get the uh, new and improved Samsung Galaxy Fold into our hands once again. If uh, you're listening uh, to the show on the radio, you've got to check out our website, getconnectedmedia.com. You can see our video podcast of uh, this segment there and uh, check out the uh, the folding phone uh, live and uh, visually. So uh, this is a smartphone that actually folds open to make a tablet. Yes, uh, kind of a squarish tablet. Yes. As opposed to a, a, a portrait tablet like we're used to. Um, but the Samsung... Uh, originally had released this to journalists and they had some problems right away. And so they actually delayed the launch and now we have it on our hands. This is available at retail now. You can get it at the Samsung Experience stores uh, around Canada. Uh, it's not inexpensive. Twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. Yes. So you really have to want this device. Yeah. But it is a premium Samsung product. Uh, they've... They said they have addressed the issues that they had. One of the issues that they had previously was the fact that the uh, screen protector itself looked like it's something you would peel off because there actually was a ridge around it. The solution to that it was just make the screen protector bigger so it's actually underneath the bezel of the device. Yeah, the 
Probably should have done that in the first place, but I yep. guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't have a problem with it. No, um, we didn't peel off the screen. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing that they did, and it actually, I think it really helps the device, is they've strengthened and uh, covered up the hinge much better than they did previously. Yes. So that was the problem that people were having is when you pocket this device, if you get some fluff or food or something else in there, it turns into a grinder for that thing. Uh, and now they've sealed it all off pretty well. It doesn't look like you can get anything in there. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah. So this is probably a good thing that they had to kind of yeah. revamp it here because this looks, uh, i got to say, quite solid now. And, you know, it, it's it's hefty, but it's not, it doesn't feel as fragile as the previous one did. Yeah. Um, and all they've really done is, I think, strengthen the hinge and, and added some additional, I guess, protective guards to it. Um, it's still a fingerprint magnet, unfortunately. <laughs> It, it truly is. <laughs> but, you know, let's talk about the size here. So when it's folded up, how do you feel? It's obviously thicker than normal, right? Yes. Than a normal smartphone. But, um, you know, I found, you know, pretty comfortable to actually put in my pocket. Mike's putting it in his pocket. It actually fits in your front pocket or your back pocket. Uh, easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's about the same size uh, uh, height wise as any of these Max phones that you could get right now. Yeah. So um, it's not an unreasonable size. Um, but the thing I really like about it, especially if you're a commuter, is having this nice big screen that opens up. Uh, I love using this on the train coming into the office every day. It, it is, you know what, it is good for web browsing. There's no, and of course you've got uh, Taillight Brewing Company, <laughs> which is your local brew pub loaded right up on here. It's beautiful though. Like it is truly a beautiful screen on here. Yeah. The price, it's still up there, but you know what, there's a market for it. They have sold over a million of these already they said they have okay there's some debate about that okay but yeah but definitely i think there's a market for it uh, certainly if anyone wants to be the first on their block with a piece of tech and we know lots of people that are like that um they also have a premium service that will take care of you if you have any problems with the screen yeah which i would be concerned about if i drop this and monkey the screen up keep in mind this isn't glass though yeah it's uh, a the other, flexible polymer. The other concern that you should have is unlike most smartphones these days, it actually doesn't have an, uh, a rating for dust, water resistance, or any of that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're not going near water <laughs> with this thing. No. <laughs> Definitely. So move from Vancouver. But the cameras on here are excellent as well. They're really good, yeah. Yeah, and you actually have a lot more functionality with the cameras because you can actually uh, look and see at the front and the back at the same time. How many are on here? Six cameras? I think I there's six cameras. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of cameras. Yeah. But so when it's folded, it's kind of interesting. The the front turns into another screen uh, as well that you can do stuff on. And it's a very strange configuration for that screen. Yeah, it's it's a little small for my taste, and it doesn't take up the full. Uh, height of the device but the nice thing is is while you're you know in a line or something like that you can quickly just use the phone unopened yeah and then when you open the phone it actually will pick up right where you left off they call it continuity so from an overall cool factor uh an engineering perspective uh i think they've done a great job on this and uh the improvements I, I feel night and day. Like, I think they've really taken this up uh, a notch. So I, I would be interesting to get my hands on the Huawei Mate X uh, to see, you know, if they've done anything different now, knowing the challenges that Samsung had gone through. Well, and we, there's some other players in the market too with LG and uh, who knows who else is going to be coming out with some. We're going to be seeing probably a lot of these at CES in the new year. Yeah. Um, I saw the LG dual screen one. It's, it's essentially like two screens together, like in a case. Yeah. They're separate, so they're not all like one continuous screen, but it looked pretty cool. And Motorola's also got a, a flip phone that 
kind of does the same thing, but not quite as not quite as stunning as an appearance when you open up the fold. Yeah. The fold definitely is breathtaking when you open it up. There is a definite wow factor to this. I mean, you're going to draw attention when you open this up uh, on the train or uh, at your local pub. That's and right. that's why you've got your pub website right. on here, right? Because I was you, showing I them bet at you the took pub. It, yeah, I bet you took it there <laughs> to look cool and get some free beer, maybe. 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 <laughs> when we come back from the break, more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. And don't forget to hit the website, uh, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got some great contests going there. Plus, you can see the video podcast version of the segment if you want to check out the Samsung Galaxy Fold uh, visually. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. One cool thing we do with the program uh, every week is we also video podcast this. So if you want to see the video version of the show, uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of great stuff in it. And a lot of times uh, we have extended segments uh, as well. So you can get a little more, I guess, uh, juice. You can see how similar we're dressing today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two white guys that wear the same clothes. <laughs> we're lighting the, the Internet on fire. Okay. It's uh, time for your favorite app of the week. What do you got, John? Uh, Portable North Pole. Okay. This is for iOS and Android. Uh, You can get a real call and personalized video from Santa uh, with the PNP, Portable North Pole app. Just in time for Christmas. Just in time. This app allows you to create personalized messages with the recipient's name, photo, and much more. You can even record their reaction to the message with the reaction recorder feature. Skip them all lineup to see Santa this year. And with the help of this handy app, you're going to be good to go for Santa. So I, I don't get it. Like Santa's going to call you? Yeah. Who's, what's Santa? Some Santa somewhere. Are you going to spoil it for everybody? I don't know. <laughs> how much does this cost? It's free. How can they make money? Like, how do they make money? They got to have a Santa. Ads. Santas aren't cheap. <laughs> it's probably your data. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. And again, uh, Portable North, North Pole. PNP. And that's what you'd search for. Yes. iOS and Android. That's right. And like a personalized greeting. Yes. For your kids or for you. Yes. For the kid at heart. That's right. Okay. I'll I send want, one to Stephen. Exactly. I want to quickly talk about uh, the contests we have going on. We are giving away an Epson EcoTank printer, the 4670, the ET4670. This thing's worth 600 bucks. It is freaking awesome uh one of my favorite printers the ecotank line uh, i've had one for a few years now it changed my life and i'll tell you why i hate going to the store to buy new cartridges it just adds up uh so now with the ecotank printers what they do is they uh they have tanks of ink they fill it with enough ink for about two years of just straight printing be it black and white or color you can print color till the cows come home you got kids you don't have to worry about color printing anymore that's it's, great. It's amazing. Getconnectedmedia.com. All you have to do is sign up for our newsletter. There's a big newsletter link on our front page. Also, there's a picture of the printer. You can click on that too to get more information about it and how to enter. And once you're on our newsletter, our e-newsletter uh, database, don't worry, we're not spammy or anything. Uh, you will be entered into all of our contests going forward. We're going to be giving away thousands upon thousands of dollars in prizes in 2020. And uh, we just want to ring out uh, this year with some cool contests. So that's one of them. We're also giving away an Alcatel 3V smartphone. And it's an Android smartphone. Beautiful screen made by TCL, the TV guys. 6.7 inches. It's beautiful. And again, all you have to do is uh, visit uh, the website for that uh, as, as well. We got to get some more contest stuff. Yes. 
I want to give away a laptop next year as well. Your own personal laptop? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one that I got back from Africa, from the, <laughs> the, the people that stole it. Um, yeah. And again, it, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited about this year coming up because we're going to be doing some cool stuff with the, uh, the show. And don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected. Every Saturday, we've been doing it for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh, all about tech, lifestyle tech. Saturdays uh, at 10 a.m. on 980 CKNW. Goes across the course network uh, as well. want to thank all the people that put the show together. Steven, Christina, Graham, AJ, Paul, and my co-host, John Beeler. John and Mike, logging off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.